I'm Shannon. My belly's full, and I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> you say that again. Huh? Because I moved the mic. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is Kamani. <laughs> okay, say it again. Sure. Okay. Wait, wait. This is Shannon, my belly is full, and I'm kind of tipsy. And my name's Kamani, and I am also very full of a lobster and rum. And welcome to Drinking With Blurreds, uh-huh. where we are excited to be drinking and eating lobster, because we bougie guys. Mm-hmm. And if you hear me like coughing and sniffing a little bit, I'm just getting over a cold, and um, I'm sorry if I'm sounding like a man or whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, sometimes my voice change. I'm like, oh my God. You're like, you sound like a whole nigga. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people say that. I'm like, look, I can't help it. <laughs> well, we welcome you all back for another episode. Um, and we're drinking our, we're going to need to come up with a name for this drink because it's our drink so far. Yeah, so we actually made the drink that's our drink. This is the drinking of the Blurry's drink. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah so it's the same one we had last week we're gonna make the wakanda drink so, mm-hmm. like and tell y'all how it tastes right but so much damn ingredients <laughs> like grenadine curse right, you gotta I'm gonna go find this, this. goddamn so right make some shit that make it purple like. <laughs> right we might just need to get some food coloring mm-hmm. <laughs> Red but what we could do we could make an incredible hulk how do you even make one of those it's um alizé and honey i think on two liqueurs Mm-hmm. Who buy a Henny CD? I mean, maybe like a little small bottle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> so this episode, we're talking about my trip to London. I told you about the Hennessy thing, right? We're going to have to bring this up. Like, you should write, like, the Hennessy thing at the club. I told you about this, right? When I was in London? When it was, like, really expensive? Well, yeah. I told you this, right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Well, I'm going to write it down. You got to, yeah. Because it's a, right. a hilarious story. But... Uh, yes, we're talking about my trip to London this week, and we're going to attach later on either to this episode or a separate part of the like, week, later on in the week, the interview I did with my friend Talika Kirkland, um, who was amazing, who showed me around, who really mm-hmm. like was my one, one of my friends I met over there. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Talika. Thank you so much for <laughs> making sure I didn't like, have no <laughs> friends. <laughs> but also, my tattoo artist was pretty. Shout out to Sammy Inks, um, who did my half sleeve. He became like a really close friend. He follows me on Instagram, so I feel kind of nice. respectable. But before we get into all of that, there's some stuff that's been happening. I guess First, I have a little weekly round weekly up. roundup. Yeah. First, buying the rum tonight. I got carded, <laughs> and I just like we're recording on Thursday this week, so it's of course mon- airing Monday. I did not like how he at, talked to me. Like, because I was there last week with you. Right. We bought the same like, thing. Like, last week, we, I, I went and bought the same exact thing. And he didn't ask me for no ID. I used my card. Fine. And I left. He asked me for my ID. 
Then he took my card to cross-check my name on my ID. Oh, it was, like, very... And then I guess he realized I was pissed because he didn't even say anything. So I just snatched the bag up. I'm like... And that's another thing. I hate, like, when you're, like, in, a, like, a transaction like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, they the bag is so right. far away. And you have to reach and grab the bag because they don't want to, like, push it towards you. Like, is, is that just me? No. And when I was in Panama and DR... Um, they were trying to give you your cash in your hand. Well, on the table. Mm-hmm. I remember Panama, because in DR when it first happened, I was, like, confused. Yeah, my mom told me, like, look, make sure you get your cash in your hand. Right. <laughs> and if they don't... In DR, the first time it happened, I was so confused. But in Panama, I knew what was going on, because I was staying at a hotel during research. And I gave him my cash in his hand. And then he put my change on the table. And literally, my face was like, really? Mm-hmm. And he just see him, like, kind of step back, like... Mm-hmm. Just have to take it and go. What am I like? Da, da, da. Yep. And then, of course, you're in another country. So the minute you start arguing, I'm like, oh, it's not mm-hmm. even like the. And the U.S., of course, they could do the same thing. But it would be mm-hmm. American I mean. shot. <laughs> a Jamaican born, raised in America shot in Panama for being belligerent or something like that. Right. Being and then, a gangster. Like, uh, <laughs> drug trafficking. What? Right. Come on, to take drugs <laughs> in his life. Oh, the medicine. What do you mean? I'm like, Kamani? <laughs> in Panama trafficking drugs? What? That PhD's life's like, so have hard. Have you seen Kamani? is <laughs> not about that life. <laughs> I would not even survive an hour. <laughs> I had a dream one time. It's like I was involved in some sort of conspiracy with a drug trafficking ring, and I was terrified. <laughs> so I couldn't even deal with it in the real life. Um,. So that was one thing, but also Look, this. I did week. some shit in college, okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna put it on here. Also, if you are a fan of the Breakfast Club, today, um, Jesus and Mero were there to get interviewed. When I say that interview was so hilarious, I'm gonna play a piece of it. Like I was at work. Like, really trying not to laugh out loud because I was just dying. Like, <laughs> and what makes it so funny? I like when Charlemagne laughs because Charlemagne, <laughs> he be really laughing from like the soul, right? Like, <laughs> like that shit is funny. Uh, yeah, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna play the beginning part of it. You, you owe my wife an apology. Absolutely. When you insinuated that she was there for the check on your show, yes, she did. Well, you said she was there for the check. That's what you said exactly. I heard it. And so you I have feel. Clip right now. Yeah, you owe her. Let's hear the clip. Let's hear the clip. Hold on, you. We got the clip on that. Since 15. All right, let's hear the clip. Hold on, I'm talking since 15. Before I had a dollar. She was making more money than me. So to insinuate that she was there for a check or she's good with Envy's check is a disrespect to me. Okay, can I hear the clip? You said you don't remember what you. He does drink Bex for breakfast. No, we do four shows a week. You said it on it. You said it on it. All right, hold on. Well, let's hear it. Like, I was Rashawn at home, but in the streets, I was DJ Envy. Oh, so, right. it was two different people. And I didn't know DJ Envy. Right. And Got it was it. it was a situation. Well, you knew them DJ Envy checks, though. What? You knew them DJ Envy checks, though. disrespectful, brother. That was a joke, Envy. Yeah, for real? I don't talk about my wife. All right. I apologize, uh, then. Exactly. You can talk about me all day. You can make right. jokes to me. But when it comes about my wife and my family, 
It's a little disrespectful. Envy would never knew another joke and about you. You should know that. But you I know, got I your wife. No, I feel you. I feel you. I hear that. But you know what I'm saying? At the end but, of the day. There is no but. No, there has to be. There, there is no but, but when it comes to be. wife and kids. There is no but. <laughs> there, but look. You can talk about me all you want. Make fun of me look. all you want. But when it's wife and kids, there is no but. Look at my Instagram comments. It's I don't full look at your like, Instagram comments. I don't look at your shit. I don't talk about everything. my wife and my kids. You can play with that. I don't play with that. I don't play with that neither, but at the end of the day. It was respecting it. You should know that immediately. You thought you really thought that was disrespectful? Yes, it was disrespectful. Yes, yeah. When my wife heard it, she thought it was disrespectful too. Really? Absolutely disrespectful. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought we was cool. I thought, I thought we was cool. cool. I thought, I thought, that, thought, I thought, cool I thought it was too. like a jokey joke. No, I didn't apologize. It's a jokey thing when you joke about All me. Right. You can joke about me. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. We have never had this conversation where you were like, your boundaries is here. Don't do this. Don't do this. If we're having the conversation right now, you're telling me. And now I understand. You're telling us do not joke. You will not hear no more jokes about your family, about your kids, about you and nothing. I talk about Charlamagne. I talk about child. I talk about you. But I'll never bring it to your wife and kids regardless. Okay, cool. You've established that. We understand. We're Claro. Boom. Everything good? Everything's good. good. Sure, y'all need five minutes New York style, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we can go outside. I, mean, I, 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 I got my Spanx on, you know what I'm saying? Everybody good, sir. We can go outside, you know what I'm saying? Everybody woo sauce, fine. You, know you, guys, you good? Okay. Right. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. So, first of all. <laughs> You got to listen to the whole interview because them niggas was apologize for everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were like, I, I, I didn't listen to everything, but I listened to like the other clips. They would make, because like, I think in their mind, and I, I agree, they apologize. So move on. And they were just making a joke of it. My, but my thing is, he also put out a story where his wife was disrespected, nearly getting ran over by a goddamn car. Wait, so, what? Do you, you have to listen to the interview. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wait, Meryl, right? Where yeah. someone called him a bitch. Yeah, and they yeah. call her a bitch. So it's just like, all right, that's different. Like, first of all, you have your life, your life is public. It's out there. We all know you cheated on your wife. So you went on the real. People are going to make comments. But even if you listen to the joke, and I can understand how someone took it, how he took it. I as can understand like, him being mad, but do he have to. First of all, they didn't even know. It was an ambush. Like, it really was. It was an ambush. And, of course, we're nobodies. We're nobody famous. But (laughs) you, like, Desus and Mero went on the show, like, in good faith. And then, off the bat, he came came on his Birdman shit, like, put put some respect on my name. You saw that meme? (laughs) (laughs) It was a meme with it. And I'm just like, yes. He came in on his Birdman shit. I said, wait a minute. Because, what? Well, maybe because Jesus is Jamaican, I'm just like, solidarity. (laughs) (laughs) But if you, like, if someone, if if I know, if I was in that similar situation, I said something about someone and offended them, Mm -hmm. because I've been in a similar situation like that, I would prefer that person approach me and talk to me about it and like, okay, instead of like trying to ambush me or do something behind my back. Right. Um, if you feel some type of way, come to me and talk to me. Like, especially I'm not if we're close, to fight you like oh out of nowhere. Like, yeah, especially if we're close. Like, I would mm-hmm. appreciate that much more. I probably like my ego will be a little bruised, but I appreciate it so much more than you. Because tra- right. then it like he's lucky Desus wasn't one of those other Jamaicans that would have <laughs> been like Awa. Like, and this is go really you want to. But the thing is, they didn't take it seriously. They was just joking around. Like, they but... they. They don't come. They funny as fuck. That's they are hello. But and, <laughs> but the whole joke is the fact that she said, "I don't know who Rashawn is." Like she knows Rashawn, she doesn't know DJ Envy. And the joke is like, you know, I know 
you know those DJ Envy checks though, because right. he gets paid for being DJ Envy. Yeah, and so like, who and the fuck is, I don't think it's, I don't know who the fuck that nigga is neither. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just interesting. Also, um, you did you see the whole controversy that bubbled back up about Bruno Mars? Yeah, that he's like um, cultural, cultural appropriation. Yeah, so uh, I don't, I don't think so. So it's from remember the show I mentioned on YouTube, like the Grapevine. Yeah. About the conversations. So it's from their show. And it was a small two-minute clip. And I really suggest people watch the entire series. Not just even the episode. Mm-hmm. Because they literally talk about everything. They had an episode about the Livia slave trade. Mm-hmm. They This week they just released an episode about Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about everything and have people from like... So the one person, Saren, that everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. All these people have different perspectives. So... I'm getting a little defensive for them right. <laughs> because I think a lot of people were like bashing the show and like, yes, what Saren said was, yeah. Would you, well, but what I, did he say that would you, what did she say that? Mm-hmm. So she was saying that, and the thing that I kind of resonated with me was because, and I think they impact this more in the episode because of the system of how the music industry is set up mm-hmm. and like how white supremacy functions if you can't get like a white person to do black music, mm-hmm. you'll get the next best thing. So a person of em- ethnic that's racially ambiguous enough to be like kind of be able to tap into that, but that isn't black. So well, would you say he's doing black music? Well, I mean, he kind of does like funk, but funk, like... well, R and B. He's like who's if you had to name like an R and B singer, who would mm-hmm. you name right now? R and B singer, right? First person that comes to my mind is Keisha Cole. Jasmine Sullivan. She not selling fish plates. Hmm? She not selling fish plates. Stop it. <laughs> I just remember that was a meme. That was a thing. Because like... she came from Beyonce and like, the beehive destroyed her. <laughs> Don't ever come from Beyonce. Um, Which, but... I'm trying to look for tickets. How much are those cost? That's another thing. Beyonce and Jay-Z look, announced that on... What's it called? going to be lit. On the road. On the run. Two. On, on the, the run, run two. two. Like the Bonnie and Clyde kind of idea. I remember that song. Damn, we old. That song came out years ago. Right, right, right. But back to Bruno Mars. Um, what were you saying? Well, because I think the there's a truth to being said about how the industry likes its black music, not from black artists. Mm-hmm. And that's although, true. Although it might, he not might be a Justin Timberlake or a Bieber or Miley Cyrus or Adele. Even Adele had to acknowledge this. But these are things that I talk about in the episode. And I think people didn't watch the whole episode. Uh-huh. Um, so even the host like wrote a piece and people were just like, no. Mm. And it's kind of like, it's really interesting for me to see how people reacted to the whole thing. Because I posted an article about it and people, I, like, I told people like I like Bruno Mars too. And it was just a very interesting debate mm-hmm. because... Then people are like, oh, he's Puerto Rican, so he's black, and I'm like, well, there are white people in Puerto Rico that mm-hmm. just come directly from Spain, so that's sure, also a Chinese part of it. people to come to Trinidad, right? <laughs> so it's it gets complicated, right? So I was like, he complicates how we're talking about blackness, how we talk about ownership, and then I even thought about it, like if someone tried to say they were doing reggae and they weren't Jamaican, I'd feel type some type of way, right? I'd but feel like, do you feel like in years, like not now? That we get so mixed up, like, racially, like, you know, blacks, whites, Chinese, that we get so mixed up that blackness is not as strong as it is before. That's kind of a fear and a thing. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, also when people talk about, like, oh, in, like, 2042, most of the population will look like this, will look like Jesse Williams. Right? Like, I'm like, just like, <laughs> that's kind of also aspiring to, like... Because a it, lot of it, people saying, are mixing up. It's saying a lot. Like, oh, we should look more... I don't know how to say it. And I think it benefits white supremacy more because you see in countries that have... This is me being a historian, sorry. <laughs> in countries, especially in Latin America, they talk about this mestizaje thing about being... We're mixed people. Mm-hmm. And they have like these people with like these brown tones. But at the, the p- crucial point is they pro- want whiteness. So but if like, you're it's white... Just, it's just... It's really... It's, it's just like... It's going to be confusing. It is going to be confusing. It's going to be really confusing because it's like there's people that's going to claim they're white. It's going to be people that claim they're black. And, and then like, you know, visually now you can see me and you. We're black people. Right. You know, we see a white person, they're white. But then but now, like once they start mixing, really mixing and give it some years. But there was an episode, another episode of The Grapevine. I'm giving y'all a shout out. So like you should go watch them out. And if y'all listen, then listen. Um, but they talked about Meghan Markle mm-hmm. and like I didn't agree with people on the panel because they were kind of giving Meghan Markle an unfair hard time for being because mm-hmm. she's mixed she's really biracial right but her her white genes are more prominent okay so she's layers like and this is the thing about I've been watching Suits since it first premiered and the producers played up on her like mixing you could tell she was mixed with something she wasn't like you couldn't tell but it was like is she like Latina? And there was one time where it was like a mini episode where someone asked her like, do you speak Spanish? She was like, yes. She replied in Spanish. I'm like, oh, so she's Latina. Then I find out then like in season three, her father's introducing as Wendell Pierce, a black man, and her mother's white. Mm. So it was just like, they were playing it up. Mm-hmm. So it get, it's, yeah, it's very, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Um, but I still think whiteness will rule because like the world the modern world is built on whiteness that's true no, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough it's gonna be really rough pioneered um, by britain <laughs> and places like that europe <laughs> but um i didn't watch this episode but black ink crew there's uh one of the artists that's there her name is melody and i guess her father left when she was young and she's part white, part black. Mm-hmm. And like she was raised with her white mother, but she always resonated more with her black side. Right. And like she just found out about her family and stuff. So it's just like even situations like that, like once you see her, I mean, I would think she's just like a really light skinned white um black woman. Mm-hmm. But like she has that white side in her. Right. So like you're gonna see people that you're not gonna think like, okay, well, this person is white, this person is black. It's just gonna be really Interesting. <laughs> that should be an episode. Right. <laughs> Let me write it down. You know I'm the that note taker. <laughs> I am the note taker. I will write. I, I really become a... I be coming with these <laughs> You do, because like, I be... Te- like, like all I do is say, we're gonna record, like, figure out when we're recording with Shannon, and then like, that, the day of, like, like, what we like, talk oh, about. Let me get my phone. Let me type What we talk notes. about? And she like says, this is the topic for today. I'm like, for okay, real, cool. I'm like the... Uh, I have like the schedule. <laughs> I'm like, we're gonna talk about this today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think also all of that leads us to our topic for today, sort of. 
about my experience in Londres, London town. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin that lives in London. Where in London? I'm not too sure. <laughs> but I know she lives in London. Like, she came up some years ago. And she had, like, this strong accent. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I have some. <laughs> I have family in London. We should see how this. Oh my gosh, this ring hitting. This is about to be an interesting interview. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. Um. I'm gonna have I'm to start doing, my notes. I'm gonna plead the fifth on something. I'm gonna pretty much interview Kamani today because you know I want to learn and hear more about his experience and uh, you know I've never been to London, so like, what are some cool things you've done and like, you know, let's tell the viewers. <laughs> tell what was your, <laughs> not the viewers, so the listeners. <laughs> Tell the listeners, like, what's your main purpose of going to London? So, my main purpose for going to London is, as you all, if you don't know, I'm doing mm-hmm. a PhD. That's a lot. Yeah, and I'm not going to give you all the details of what I'm researching. Just know it's like dealing with West Indians in Panama and a bunch of the documents from like the peop- the British colonial officials mm-hmm. were when they were in Panama are in London. So, I went there to research that. Did you see any, like, you know... Um... Anything that kind of stuck out to you that you would like to share with other Like research-wise? Yeah. Anything. Some short. Don't have to be like long. <laughs> going to 1766. You well, know, like. <laughs> I don't. What the like, American <laughs> Revolution? What? Um, Look, that's so, all I know from American <laughs> education. Okay? No, I don't go back that far. But so I'm looking at how I just actually finished this chapter from my dissertation how like West Indians um, were claiming to be British subjects and forcing, trying to get the British to react and protect them. Because similar to like in this day and age where a lot of like governments are like stigmatizing immigrant groups, the Panamanian government at the time and like the late twenties, the thirties through the forties were targeting specifically like West Indians, like Indians and Chinese, but like there was a very strong anti-black component mm-hmm. to like, they were like, Oh, like we don't want them to pollute our race. They reproduce at a lot uh, alarming rate. All this like racist shit. Right, right, right. Um, so you have a lot of West Indian immigrants are like appealing to the British, like oh you should help out. And of course the British being colonial and white and not thinking West Indians are like valid completely or mm-hmm. not full people. They're like oh like you just gotta figure this out yourself and like oh any country like making kind of making excuses sometimes but other times they kind of step in it's mm-hmm. like this weird di- relationship they have but i mean it's, it's just <laughs> I like i don't want to bring this back to black panther <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> because you know how black panther have really closed himself from the outside world would you kind of like see it as that a little bit what panama doing that no 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 oh. just like how you let people in but like to a certain extent in terms of Panama doing that? Yeah. Uh, well, also, Black Panther... Oh, shout out to Black Panther for hitting a billion. I forgot yeah, to mention right, that. Yeah, right, right, Shout out right. to Black Panther. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to put the clap sound in right here. But I think for Black Panther, there's... And people were talking about this because there was an article about yeah, like, like the movie being, about that. being like an alt-right sweat dream or something like that. <laughs> and it's... At, on surface value, it's kind of true, but on, it's not because one, they're a black nation in mm-hmm. Africa where everyone else is being colonized, so it's a right. different type of metric. I mean, the thing is, I would ex- expect a country to take care of themselves. 
Yes, but like when you're trying, I think in my research, what I'm seeing and what I'm arguing for is West Indians have been in Panama since before Panama was even independent. Mm-hmm. They went there and like emancipation, full emancipation came in 1838 in the Caribbean, like the British Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And you had Jamaicans going over to construct the Panama Railroad in 1850. So like 10 years, 12 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been there since then. Right. So by like the 1830s when Panama wants to be like a white nation, kind right. of, they're like, oh, these black people are weighing us down. Right. And we want to be more. And it's kind of this thing that happens in my research or like what I've read throughout Latin America in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to be more like Spain, essentially, and whiter, mm-hmm. like more of a, identifying with right. a Spanish culture. Um, you have these English-speaking black folk that are not Catholic, mm-hmm. threatening that image. So, and then of course, the 1930s, you have the, the Great Depression hitting the world. Right. So there's like this, ec- this economic component um, so who's the easiest to target? This large immigrant population mm-hmm. that is beginning to become independent and not rely on the government as much. Like they they're not assimilating, and you see that now with all these forty five supporters and enablers. They're like, oh, <laughs> if you're an immigrant, like someone tweeted it. I don't even know who it was. Like if you're an immigrant, you don't assimilate. You're doing it wrong, and that's wrong. I'm like, assim- like I shouldn't. Like have- what does that mean? It's because. If you look at, like, when the Italian immigrants and the Irish, like, those ethnic whites, right. before they became white-white, came to the U.S., they were kind of, like, told to assimilate. And they could because they were white, mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, So assimilation is supposed to make you like the people already here. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're supposed to die yourself. So they lost their languages. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to do all these American things. Right. Which is kind of why I'm also personally against using identifying as an American explicitly, although mm-hmm. I was raised in America. Um, because literally for most of my life, I was sheltered in a Jamaican household. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like... Oh. I just said I'm Caribbean American. Right. And it, so it gets complicated. So I don't, I would push against the idea that Panama is acting similar to what a fictional Wakanda would be because like Wakanda is protecting mm-hmm. from colonialism. Right. And Panama is trying to be like a colonized country, like a colonizer country, mm-hmm. was was trying to be like that. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm researching. Was researching in London. Good, good, good. Um, did you see any like um, monuments, statues, things that stuck out to you? So <laughs> this is gonna be a really interesting interview. And when you listen to like the interview later from my friend Talika, <laughs> like who? Yeah, that's how she, I said, like I'm like whoa. <laughs> she is like second generation raised in London, but she's from Jamaican parented like background. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little different in the U.S. Like in because if you think about it, the U.S. has like a black population that's native to here, like like from the U.S. Right. In London, all the black populations there, if they're not like African American, are like black populations that come from former colonies or like other black places. So Jamaicans, Barbadians, um, Trinis, Nigerians, mm-hmm. Ghanaians, mainly former colonies of the British Empire. Mm-hmm. So they're coming there. And that kind of starts in like the late, after World War II, let's say that. But that's, that's one thing, because when I was listening to the interview, she was saying that, um, I, I can't remember her exact words, but it's more like in London, they overlook blackness. Right. So it's just like, 
once like people from like the Caribbean like migrate over there, like how do they even take that experience? It's like you right. know, it's like we don't even exist. And there's like a lot of research on this. One of my advisors from a summer program I did wrote a book about how like black it's called it's called the Britain Rush Generation based on the first boat that uh-huh. brought people from the Caribbean to like London. Um, and they come for like why immigrants migrate for better mm-hmm. opportunities, especially if you think about it. If you're a part of the British Empire, and this is kind of what I look at in my research, uh-huh. like you have these immigrants that realize they're a part of the British Empire. The most arguably, the U.S. is rising, and the U.S. is playing a big role by this time in the uh-huh. 1930s. But the British Empire has proven itself to be like a big major world player. Yeah. So you're like the British Empire should protect me because. I'm a British subject, and some people even go as far as saying a citizen. And there's like this whole debate about subject versus citizen, blah right. blah blah. Um, so like you have people petitioning the government, like you should help us, um, and that happens too when they go to London. They think like, oh, we benefit from stuff, and then London, the white Londoners are like, the white, like, no, you're not fully one of us. Right. You're like, Ugh, go back home, go back to the country you came from. Um, you're from the colonies, and that's kind of how they treat them. Right. And that's what, and I'll put this in my recommendations from Kanetha Hammond Perry. She kind of talks about that. Uh-huh. So, it, it's a really com, it's a really complex system. And so I say all that to say, being in London, I kind of empathize more because growing up in the U.S. and hearing how African Americans talk about the U.S., I could understand it to some degree, uh-huh. but I couldn't feel the visceral anger of like understanding that you built this country and this country still judges you and like views you as other right because you get to london and you think about you're looking at all these buildings built in the 1800s 1700s right and i'm like this is slave money (laughs) this is money built from the slave trade from sugar Mm -hmm. from all these people that were like my ancestors that were exploited that People were, and I went to Liverpool where they actually talk, and they had like a, the International Slavery Museum there. Um, it doesn't have its whole museum. It's like on, in a museum on a, a floor right. by itself. But you're talking about how people would rat, like sink ships so they could claim the insurance on it. Full, <laughs> yes, full of enslaved people from Africa. And it's Jeez. like, oh, that's like nothing for them. So being in London. I would see, like, the buildings, and it would just be, like, and you think people come here to visit this all the time, and one, like, the the grayness would have got to me. <laughs> it's so gray over there, like, the sun really shines, yeah. um, and rainy. Um, yeah, I was just, like, I was, like, their streets are our graves or something, because it's kind of, <laughs> like, it is true, because, like, yeah. we built, built this like, my ancestors paid in blood for London to have what it did so it could, like, go colonize mm-hmm. everywhere else. And black people are still, like, underrepresented there. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah. it's mm. My friend, Talika, she mentions it, and she, I think she mentions it in the interview, about how even with, like, black events, they try to, like, make it more multicultural now uh-huh. because they don't want to seem too radical. <laughs> got, got you, got you, got so you. it was it was like you, I think it was just I guess for me because I know the history like uh-huh. it was different like oh really 
So day to day life, what like how would you say like, did you experience any type of racism or any type of yes. dirty looks? There was one. There was two two instances. Uh, I'm sorry. They yeah. both involved the train. One was when I just got there, and I didn't. I was dragging my big suitcase, the one suitcase that was allowed, yeah. through the turnstile. But their turnstiles close after you. So then the guy came over and he let me get through. And he was like, next time go through the, it was a white guy. Mm-hmm. Next time go through the carriage one. And I'm just like, I didn't. Like, and I'm black. I'm from here. <laughs> it, yeah, right. So that's the thing. I'm like, obviously it doesn't look like I'm from here. So right. there's some other component. And then I was going to visit a cousin up in Nottingham. And the ticket, it was like this weird ticket situation. I didn't understand it. Uh-huh. And I put like a ticket behind my. It was just like weird. It was just very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I we got this thing from like the people we booked, booked the ticket from, and I put it in the seat because it looked like other things were in the seat, like similar. Like you know how NJ Transit when they punch your ticket, they put that thing. Yeah. It looked like that, so I put it behind the seat, and then someone came through and collected all of them. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's it. Then someone's coming through asking for tickets. And I'm just like, uh, so I'm trying to explain it to him, like, oh, someone took our ticket, and then he sees, like, two black guys mm-hmm. and starts getting belligerent on, <laughs> like, oh, that was for your reservation, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, obviously I'm not from here. He's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm no, like, it doesn't matter. It don't work the fuck over here. Right. And <laughs> so, so I eventually pull up the email. And show him that I bought the ticket. He was like, oh, okay. Because, like, my data was acting slow. I didn't have, like, fast data because it was in a different country. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, okay, thank you. And I was so upset. Like, literally, I was... And this is the thing with black people. We always have to... We always have to censor ourselves. We always have to put through a struggle. And then we have to be okay with it. Right. Like, what so, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, it was obvious that he thought, like, there were these two black people, black men trying to get a free ride. Well, pour my last drink. <laughs> There were these two black men he thought were getting a free ride, and uh-huh. because and all of a sudden he wanted to be Mister Nice, like, oh, okay, thank you. I'm like, no, I was like, so why? Are we, I was gonna say like, why were you acting like that? But because black people are so taught to like police ourselves, I'm like, it's not yeah. gonna look good. And no matter how much we police ourselves, it's never enough. Right. And I told this to Talika, and she was like, yeah, he would have been like, oh, oh, no need to get like that, and like started acting like I was being the one being the aggressor. He would have been the one acting like I was the aggressor in the first place. Right. So that was definitely one of the signs that I knew. Uh, and that was like a, one white woman grabbed her purse. I think I like was. I, I would have grabbed my bag too. I think yes, I sucked, you could steal my shit too. I think I was at something in my teeth, so I was sucking my teeth. So I don't know if she thought I was like whistling at. Oh gosh, I don't like what I want. Mm. Like I said, treat them like how they treat you. So then she like, oh. Oh my god! You grab your purse. I'm grabbing my bag too. Shit, you can steal my shit. You ain't too innocent. This we're talking about London though. I don't give a fuck. They, no, but like this, they they're like the the kings and queens of stealing. Hello, but look, <laughs> kings and Hello. queens of stealing. Hello, like stealing whole do people. Do I need to? Do I need countries. to open a history book? <laughs> like, do I need to open some shit? Like this, like look how many places speak English. I'm in the holding world. my purse. Shit. Look how many places in the world speak English. <laughs> And you mind act- you, we had so many languages. Right. But look how many places <laughs> speak English. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. 
again, like when I spoke to other black people, there was like it's more subtle, and there's like weird ways it manifests. So like musicians tend to be more white, even when they play like drums and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what is going on? Like it's just like this weird. I went to a comp like. I went to an art show because it was like Black, their Black History Month in October. In October? Uh, mm-hmm. Why is it in October? Because it's London. It's not the U.S. But I mean, it has a reason why it's in October. But also, well, that's when they put it. There's also like this, it's not as, it's not as, they don't have, because, I don't know how to explain it. Because, that's interesting. I'm going to Google that. Because the, there's just a different way of how London tries to interact with blackness. They try to like make it like, oh, multicultural. And like, Instead of like focusing on the black part of it, um, they're just not trying to realize. Not, oh yeah, not because trying to realize, but not you, trying to acknowledge it. Because if you watch the 2012 Olympics, I didn't say this because I was still like super. This was before I became like super vocal mm-hmm. on Facebook, like about everything race rise. Um, right. The 2012 Olympics. If you watch the opening ceremony, they start with like talking about how England was, blah, 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 and how idyllic it was with like fields and sheep and all this stuff. <laughs> and then they talk about the Industrial Revolution. And then they like, they so they skip and talk about the Industrial Revolution. And then, like, and then all these people from all over the world start coming here. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So colonialism, <laughs> slavery, black right? Black and like Indian <laughs> folk coming from everywhere. Um, so like they I just start, noticed that. Yes, it was like it pissed me. If you go back and watch it, yeah, it's like a very like explicit thing. And I think so. Carla Moore, shout out to Carla, um, who she was the first person. She's like a Jamaican vlogger. Mm-hmm. She talked about it. I'm like yes, and I should. She listen. Well, I t- well she knows she's on my Facebook. I'll tag her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like share us. Shout out to you. <laughs> Kyla Moore. Like, I met her at a conference in like, Haiti, and, and, like, I had, like, a reaction. Like, I was like this. I was starstruck. And she's like, why are you doing that? And she was, like, such a good person and so down to earth. And she added me on Facebook. I'm like, I just can't get over the fact that I'm, like, friends with you on Facebook. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she pointed out the fact that they did it. Like, it was just, like, this whole slavery thing they did not acknowledge. Colonialism did not acknowledge. <laughs> slavery? What's that? <laughs> like, and Talika talks about it in her interview about how the British get into it originally because they're broke. And they see how much money Spain and France and all of them are making from it. So they get into it. and Money is a big thing in the world, too. Right. They're like Britain. Race and money is the biggest things in this world. And, like, if you don't got it, you don't got it. (laughs) So they got into it to do... Do what they and then she said. Talika says they took it over and they mm-hmm. did. They they made Barbados and then Jamaica for like parts of like the 1700s was the most profitable sugar producing colony before Haiti really took over took it. Right. Um. And even through the Haitian, if you think about how the Haitian Revolution happens, technically Jamaica was the one that became the premier sugar producing state. So all of that made London a very interesting experience from my side because I'm like, oh, all of this is possible because despite despite them not teaching it. So mm-hmm. someone else had told me before I went, they had went to school in London. She's from Trinidad. Like, they do not teach slavery. Hmm. So I went to a conference while I was out there talking about black history in London. See, that, they're just trying to erase that whole part. Right. Like, they're like, you can't really and do it. You, especially in Britain, like, you mm-hmm. shouldn't. 
Just like in, um, I remember it was an article years ago and it was saying that they was trying to not mention slavery at all in the history books in, in the U.S. I'm We're like, talking about immigrants, fuck, right? But how the fuck, like, you're not going to mention slavery? Oh, so just, this shit just built up all by itself. The White House, all that. <laughs> so this racism here is nothing. Like, it's just, this just that's just from? the way of life, huh? Right. Oh, you Treat me like shit. Right. <laughs> Like, uh, come on now. Yeah, they don't want to talk about it. So this conference was talking about like bringing to light a lot of the black history in London. That must be a really good conference. It was really good because it's, it wasn't even just like professors. It was like mm-hmm. teachers. So you learn about like the New Cross Fire, like things like the New Cross Fire and all these things that you would never hear about in the oh. U.S. Uh, and it was just really insightful for me. And it's, a, it's a lot of black history out yeah, there. Yeah, um, and it's like they're you not talking about we, it. You know what we should do? What? We should make our own history book of just black history. Who? Like Drinking With Blurreds? Or like... It could be Drinking With Blurreds. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a lot of people, but like... <laughs> but like we just collect Drinking a bunch Blurreds of Drinking With Guide to Black History. Yeah. And we know like, no, it's going to be a collection. It's going to be a serious book, but it's going to be written by us, you know. I mean, you know me. But, <laughs> you know me. But it's going to be a collection of historic like black history around the world around the world that's a good thing mm-hmm. and that's what i tried to do with my black history month posties this year like yeah i, tried to, I see i was trying to like, you see the stuff i shared like the black artists architects right. like just that's just completely different because i think because of how black history is thought of in this country being founded by carter g woodson a lot of people and it's it's some people are gonna be upset by this but i don't care <laughs> A lot of people, especially born in the U.S., are connected to this American exceptionalism thing or like a U.S.-centric type of worldview. And this is what I think Talika and I talked about. There's like black people around the world that are whose stories aren't being told mm-hmm. a, as much. That's true. Who are, because like when I went to London, I went to this art show. It was like about black power. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be about black power artists in London. And this is what I'm here for. And it was like only African-American artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is great. But like, it's Black History Month in London, like UK. Where are the black artists talking about this? Why aren't right. they for... And it was... that's like, And that's just how black history is viewed around the world. So like for me, for the this February, I was like doing up all these posts about... Like, there were one or two, like, African-Americans, but I uh-huh. wanted to show, like, black people that weren't. I tried to even, like, dist- distance it from, like, English-speaking for some of them. Like, mm-hmm. black people we would never know about otherwise. Because we just have this conception of black history being limited right. to but our world. I want to do it in all aspects. Like, That's a big-ass book. What are you trying it's to It's going to be volumes. <laughs> but, like, it's not, it can't just be us. Like, it has to be, like, a group of us researching and, like, collecting data and you know, like, because it's so much black people did for everything. Right. Like, you have, like, media, like, like let's say communications, art, um, inventions, um, science. Right. Like, we did so much. Like, it will have to be volumes. It will have to be, like, separated by years. <laughs> I agree. It had to be separated by years because it's That'd be years. That's, that's centuries, though. Centuries. <laughs> So like, if you got money, it will be it will be the Black History um, Encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> you sure no one else has thought about this and done this before? I don't know, but that's a lot to look up, that like is. to to do. Because like like I said, like I mentioned from the last episode, um, the guy who did um, he made a book, Black Fortunes. 
with all like the black millionaires mm-hmm. in the um, U.S. So like we could contact him. Like, hey, how'd you do that? Like, well, okay. he was related to somebody who was um that he mentioned in his book. I blow my nose. <laughs> yeah. Um. So is there any? Yeah. That. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You heard all of that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> oh God, I'm using this tissue. But um, besides, like you know, the history and racial uh, experiences. You know, how was your total experience? Like, did you party? Did you drink? Like, how is the prices out there? Like, okay, is it so a place you'll go back what to? You wrote the- yes. <laughs> so, one time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. One time I went out with my cousins. Um, and my cousins in Campbell Green. Shout out to Robbie and Tanya, uh, Nikolai. Nikki, shout out to all of y'all. Thank you so much for taking me in and taking me, having me, make me have a good time. Did it you was, realize, like, I completely took off my boots. Like, I'm in my You socks. are ridiculous. <laughs> I do this at work, too. Uh, but shout out to all of y'all. They t- it was Nikki's birthday. We went out to the club. It was a nice club. Because, like, this is someone else, something else Talika told me. Like, black, like, getting a club with mostly black people playing black music is rare. Hmm. Um, and it was true because I had friends that came over in September for like the Baltimore Ravens game. Mm-hmm. So we met up. That's, we, it's kind of rare here a little bit. But it's yes, a little it, more is, often. it is true. It's a little more often, but it's still. Yeah, when I went rare. out for my birthday over here, it was like a hip hop night. Exactly. So in, it was in a like, Latin right, um, or club. like. So my friends that came over to visit, we went to a club. Can't remember the name right now. We were like a few of the black people, and the music was good. But like, to, like Talika said, told me like my one friend that I made. <laughs> the one she, friend. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, you go to these clubs, and it's literally gonna be white people dancing wow. to hip hop and all this stuff." That's like the club I went to in um, Vegas. Really? Like it was very mixed, but it was hip hop music. As sure. it was so, the club I went to was better than that club I went to in L.A. Mm-hmm. For my friend's birthday, where it was like, it was like house music, shot. and I'm like, yeah, and I was drinking. Is it white house music or black house music? It was ha- white house music. Oh god! So and you I was fist pumping a little bit. I was taking handy shots to try to feel something. I did not, and then we had to wake up the next morning and catch our flight, and I was. But anyway, so I went out with my friends that came and visit. That was interesting. But then I went out with my cousins, mm-hmm. and that was so much fun. Um because it was black people. Mm-hmm. They were playing a mixture of like Afrobeat, Afro pop, like highlight. Oh, that sounds really good. Reggae, dance hall. Yes. It was like the littest thing ever. Oh my god. And someone had bought a Hennessy bottle first for the table. We didn't have a table. What? So they bought a bottle of Hennessy. How I'm like, was that Hennessy bottle? Wait, like this wait, they bought a bottle of Hennessy. I'm like, oh that's cool. You buy a Hennessy. Then the bottle was done, and I, of course... It was done? Wait, because it was like six or seven of us. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then... So you was already feeling yourself. I was feeling then. myself. Okay, you was feeling yourself. And I was like, yo, I'm about to buy a second bottle. Because you know how much a bottle, bottle is over here? 
I'm about to, and then I was like, I'm about to buy a second bottle. They're like, really? I'm like, yes. They, I guess they didn't believe me. So I went up to the, the bar. <laughs> I went up to the bar. Excuse like, oh, me. let me get a bottle of Hennessy. Uh-huh. It was like, of course, the bartender was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I put my, he, he's like, gets it. And then he like says it. He says how much it costs, but of course I can hear him. I'm drunk and I'm like, it's loud. Stick my card in and I see how much it costs. It was like 120 pounds, which was like 140 US dollars. Yes. And I'm like, ah! And then I'm like. 20? Hold on. Let me put in this. It was like, it was, I think it was like about that amount. Hold on. 120. Because I do this at work all the time because we we have two different. No, we have two different. um, We have, uh, not a department, but we have. What do they call it? But we have we do business in the UK, so like I'm always converting pounds to the US. So wait, hold on, one twenty by one. I think it was one twenty pounds. I'm almost positive. That's actually because it like shocked me in my drunken state. I was like, what the hell? One sixty eight. That's probably like the current. So like that's the current because that's the, the pound was still a little weaker then. It, when was yeah, still it's there. probably like one point three. Oh. I'm sorry, that's just me doing a count in my head. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, so I saw the one twenty and I lost it, and then I was, and then I was like, did it go through? And he was like, yeah, it went through, and I'm like, <laughs> no, it wasn't like a woo, like oh, it went through. It was like, damn, I just out of hundred forty dollars. Fuck all that shit. It didn't. But, it didn't cl- decline. <laughs> shit. I'm <laughs> like, yes, but like. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, Henny's $40 at the, like, 40 pounds at the store. What could it be, like, more like 60 than 60 40 pa- pounds at the store. More than 60 pounds? Come oh, on. Oh, no, no, no. They, they charge it up when you go to the club. But it was, like, three times the amount. hmm And so, yeah. and then my bring it back, and my cousin's like, oh, is this where you go on with that? Uh-huh. And then I just get, like, soup for more drugs. And then... <laughs> I was lit. It was so much fun. It was at Revolution, right by the... I don't even know what side of the river that is. It was fun. <laughs> but there were a bunch of black people. There was there was probably like... There was no problems. Because also... And this was weird because I was... Another time I went out with like a cousin and I'm, I don't feel like talking about it. <laughs> because I was like... I was just mentioning how like oh like people aren't allowed to... They don't carry guns over there. Guns are illegal in the UK. Mm-hmm. And... Say there was someone got in a fight, and I'm, I hate that they were black that they got in a fight, sort of. Yeah, um, and that's one thing we have to mention: black clubs in the U.S. is like rare. Like, right. I've been trying to like look. Clubs. If anybody know me, I like to turn up. I like to dance. I like to hear music. But there's not too many places to where like you could it's go. I, like, high music, huh? With our music, yeah, like because you when I went to that, like especially I, from New Jersey, like we listen to house music, clips? Jersey Club, Jersey Club. Oh my gosh, I, yeah, I'm like, so far behind on that. Let me tell you, all right, last weekend I went to um, I went to Bogies. It's in East Orange. Where in East Orange? It's um, you know how you go down Main Street and it's that liquor store on your left side. Harmony, not Harmony. No, Harmony is right there. But, like, the one on Main Street, right? It's next... It's, like, in that area of the Bank of America, I think. It was on your left side. And it's, like... ShopRite is right there. Okay, yeah. But it's behind that. Oh, okay. It's, like, the little ratchet club. But, like, when I saw it was turned... And it was playing Jersey Club... 
And I was sexy walking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was good. I was real good. But I'm like, there's not much places that do that. Yeah, so, and it's similar <laughs> in London. So the other time I went out, something kind of happened. Um, Something like what? I'm not. <laughs> let's just say the person I was with kind of got involved in our altercation. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna do say any more than that. <laughs> um, but it was kind of this situation where, in the U.S., because you always have to worry if someone has a gun. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of fear. Like, okay. Also in London, I was kind of worried about acid attacks. Cause that's what they kind of have. Some people do. That was something I was legit afraid of. Like, oh my gosh, is someone gonna throw acid on me uh-huh. or slash me? Cause knives are still a thing, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, how like do they check? They they, check they did not check us at this club I went to. Really? It was, they checked us, but it was like super light. Other clubs I've been to, like you get pat down. Yeah, like or some metal detector. It depends. Really. The UK, it's not. Because they don't think it like that. The U.S. Mm. you're like obsessed because you're like really worried someone's gonna have a gun or a knife. And but that's the thing too, because sometimes that really does happen. Luckily, it didn't with this thing, uh-huh. the situation. So they probably felt safe enough to not even do all that. And it was kind of like a college club. Mm. I was the person I was visiting with, so I was just worried. Like, oh my gosh, what's it gonna look like if? PhD student from the U.S. gets involved in altercation with college students. <laughs> a yeah. black thug from the U.S. Right, in corrupting niggerism right. to the U.K. Uh, <laughs> it would just been like, and then you would have been like, "Come on, he really?" I'd be like, "Come on now, you gonna really throw money gonna?" I said, "That's just not Kamani. I know Kamani. Hennessy would make you bullshit. do anything though. That's true. Anything is possible. Luckily, I wasn't drinking Hennessy that night. Right. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get bra- brolic out here. No one says brolic anymore. No. That used to be a word back in the day. For real. I, I say it sometimes. I'm like, yo, you, like, if I see somebody, I'm like, yo, that nigga hella brolic up here in this section right there. <laughs> that's well, a Jer- yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a Jersey word, though. I, I think so. I, I never I heard a New York no, person. New York say. people don't really say it. I think that's a Jersey thing. All right. No one from Philly, neither. I'm going to get a tattoo. Brolic. <laughs> of course, chess, Rolic. <laughs> Not Rolic in any way, but anyways. Right? It's, it's the state of mind. I'm no abs, no muscles, no nothing, but we brolic. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> Taking karate. Okay. How do you know? You got a little something, something. I can do a little thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's what I want to do. I need to get my body right. Because I'm trying to go to Freak Nick. When Rome. is that going to go? Huh? When is that going to happen? They say in June. This June, year? Yeah, June 9th, June 10th. I'm like, that's the week Why before my I... birthday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Freak Nick. <laughs> but let's get back to your interview. <laughs> she has got very Yo, this drink is ridiculous. It got us. I'm be thawing out here. I think I ate. I ate more, so I'm not as bad as I was last week. Last week I was like, ah. Yo, last week we was we was wrong. We was flat out wrong. (laughs) But that's like, like I said, I'm a person. I like you know, I can go out. 
So if y'all want to party with me and we go to Freaknik in Atlanta, that'd be nice. You know, just hit me up. Now yeah. give you details. Yeah, I really appreciate meeting my because I didn't know these cousins I wound up going out with uh-huh. before I got there. Like I knew that I had cousins on my mother's side, um, but then I got to spend some time with them, and they were so great um, and welcoming. Right. And it was like it was a full house. It was like they had kids, they had friends and family over. Mm-hmm. It was like so nice to spend some time with them. Um, because also, it, I spent time with them when I was traveling other places. Uh-huh. So I came to spend time with them after I got back from Spain for a conference. And Spain was cool. But I also went to Paris for like a weekend, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Because yeah, I was, like you went to like a lot of places I went, trip. Well, might Mom, as well. I mean, it was like, like, I mean, it was in the area anyways, kind of right. sort And I'm like, it makes no sense spending a thousand more dollars to get over here. <laughs> Might as well do it while it's a hundred dollars to just get from the UK to... Do you want to list the places that you went While since, I was over there? Yeah. So I went to Spain, and it was good because I had a conference in Spain at the time for my PhD. So it was like, oh. Did you use any of your Spanish? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but the thing in Spain, they eat hella late for dinner. How late is late? Eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Mm, my mom likes to eat early. We yeah, like I like five, six. Five, no. Six, seven. Yeah, my I mom eat. is pretty early with the shit. She get cooking out the way. She done. <laughs> <laughs> six, seven. But we were like, and one of my friends, he was like, like he had to eat. He was silent in the corner. Oh, he was a Gemini like you. Oh, God. <laughs> so he was silent in the yeah, corner. Yeah, I understand it because we get hangry. <laughs> we get hangry. Yeah, but like, so they don't serve to like eight. We went to this place that got great reviews. The first night we had to go to like a Domino's, me and my friend. And I'm like, ugh. How's Domino's over there? Because you know, it was, a do- it's it was different. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't Jersey Pizza. <laughs> Can you know how different franchises, they food, food is different from like the U.S. because they adapt KFC. to the taste. KFC right. in Jamaica is something else. Mm-hmm. It's a different experience. Oh, yeah. And My mom said it too. She was like, KFC is not like like this. <laughs> KFC she of, said, back home, that's the shit you want to eat. I yeah. Like, For real? Like, I was like trying to be act all bougie and stush in Jamaica. Like, oh, I don't want KFC. They're like, what? We're getting KFC. <laughs> and then I'm like, I eat it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. like not like this. Look, I can't wait to go home. <laughs> I am gonna be so fat. I'm gonna have doubles, rotis, all that shit in my stomach. I'm gonna come back with some KFC shit and my and my carry on. I definitely did that shit in Atlanta. I bought back some. Um, it's gonna be a little house. harder. It's gonna be a little harder on an international flight. Though. Oh, yeah, maybe like. I mean, I heard people do that before though. I don't know how. So my mom. The way she got mango through. It was weird. I mango? Like, she had it sliced up, but she looked like she was eating it. Stop. <laughs> so she had it sliced up in like a dish like she was eating it, and they somehow made her get through with it because she was carrying it in her hand. Oh, I was like, this like, is... She's eating it, you know? This is finessing. Like, she is a finesse. Queen for that one. <laughs> finesse. And then we got to eat it because it was just like... <laughs> This was years ago when she went down for a funeral. She said, shit, I'm going to come back with my Jamaican Because, <laughs> okay. like, before you could bring it up, mm-hmm. or at least... It, the rules get really... They're, and this is what people in America don't understand. Uh-huh. When you're coming from another country, especially in the Caribbean or, like, I'm sure Africa or, like, uh-huh. Asia, 
there are all these stipulations. So they ask you these really weird questions of like, did you acquire anything abroad? Or did you like, are you claiming anything? And you're like, what? Like, so like, if you don't know, you can get tripped up really easily. So what like, what does that mean? Because I would like to go and maybe I might shop out there. But like, I don't want to be questioned and get tied up in something that I don't need to be in. So say I go to Trinidad. I don't even know. And I buy like a few shirts or like a few outfits, and it comes. It gets to like weird. Because like come. so, if for the form, if you have like ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise, mm-hmm. it's like I think the base. Um. So in London, shit. Oh, I didn't get my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bought like this super expensive, really nice purple suit that I posted. Oh, on. that purple suit you was talking about. It was like because I was like I'm in London. I'm gonna get it. How much was it? Well, I mean off off air. You don't have to. Yes, I'll tell you off air because it it was look. I made some expensive ass purchases this year. This one was pretty like because I like before I went to like Jose Bank here and I got like three suits for like a little bit more than how much this one suit cost. Oh my god. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So it was pretty expensive. That's off air. But you get like the tax back because you're not from there. Oh. So you just have to go to the airport and like claim it, and that's what I did. Wow! Like when I was coming in, and it was like packing my bag because like British Airways, y'all need to do something. They only allow one bag, and the second bag is like a hundred something odd dollars. Wait, 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 wait! A hundred for what? the second bag. I do not have time for that. I mean, so I'm I not had one, I, as it is, but goddamn. So I had one bag of carry on. How much pounds? Both the carry on and the. The suitcase can be 150 pounds, but the carry-on measurements can only be a certain amount. So I took my carry-on to Spain, and like this woman, she gave me a hard time, and I really was mad at her. She was like, "Oh, it doesn't fit into the overhead compartment because I had like my charger in there, so it was like kind of bulking out. So I had to like take it out, and and so she had my pass, and she was like, "Okay, you're fine." And I snatched it out of her hand to let her know I was not dealing with, just not feeling her, right? right, Um, Because like you knew, like again. also, Spain was ridiculous because they, whereas the British and the French tried really hard on their colonized and slave countries, the Spain, Spaniards did a good job brainwashing people because they barely have like a black presence in there. If mm-hmm. they do, they're mainly from like the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And so I would be like the black person in Sevilla, Seville. Right. Uh, there was one time I was eating lunch, and this little baby was staring at me, <sighs> like staring, like into my soul. <laughs> and then I realized she probably never seen a black person around in her life, right? Because like literally, Seville was like other places There's in white Spain. People that never met a black person. Mm, well, yeah, and, and it's it's fact, and it's like sad because it's like yeah, you know, we all over the place, but. The way everything is set up, especially the laws over here, like, right. and the way, you know, you know we got hoods, <laughs> where it's barely hard, it's really hard to even get out of. Right. You're not going to meet none of us, ever in your life. <laughs> yeah, so. But, s- hey. Who's going? the shit working in the U.S. Yeah, it was just weird. I was, mm-hmm. go- I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> but, but like, you know. But at the end of the day, what would make you go back to London? Uh, one to like 
finished my research, like like small stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did a lot of important things. Um, visit the family I met over there. Visit some of the friends. Mm-hmm. Get my tattoo artist, like he's amazing. Mm-hmm. You seen the tattoo? Yes. It's oh, I never seen it in person. You never seen it in person? No. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> I can't even like. I have like the shirt on. Why did you say this? <laughs> Uh, I, I, okay, I have Look, a you just you'll have to like pull like your arm out. I have a picture that I'm gonna show you. I see the picture. I need to you see. You wanna see it in person? Yes. Oh my god! Like, look, I, just like you don't have like an undershirt. No. Oh. And this and this shirt is like tight. This is tight. <laughs> like, <laughs> this shirt is like tight. I just and I'm not gonna. Like, I see this. the sickle. Is that a sickle? Yeah. It's like a no. It's a chain. And this like one right here. Yeah, it's a chain. Like, because it's a guy rebelling against slavery. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I'm going to show right, you. All right. All right. Um, but, yeah. Sammy Inks, my brother, hooked me up. Nigerian oh dude. Raised in Ireland. Too. Huh? I know. I think I know what I want my next one to be. And I'll tell you off the air. I know what I want. And, like, it's, it's a little random. And I want it on my leg. Me too. On my thigh. I want my, like I want this. my number. Yeah. So I can look like a true thigh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you. I would go back to get like him if I want to get like the full sleeve. My parents would lose their mind because then it would just be unavoidable. Like now, like if I like roll, if I wear long sleeves or if I roll up my sleeves like this, you would never know that right. I had tattoos. So and you know that's it's interesting because um, at work, like for me. Mm-hmm. I don't be get, giving a fuck about nothing. I'll come, my tattoo showing. I don't care. So I don't know if y'all remember the guy that I um, hired. Like he has sleeves. Oh. So it goes all the way down to his wrist. But he wears these long sleeves so you don't see it. But me, I'm like, man, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to like get like a good rapport. You've been there longer than him. I didn't give a fuck from day one. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna see these goddamn tattoos. I paid a lot of money. Uh, Shit. <laughs> um, so, we've come to the end of our episode. Um, I mean, I feel like it was a nice little decent yeah. episode, you know? I think it was fun. So, I want this on my thigh. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of detail, but I want a little lighter on the detail. So, I don't know if y'all remember if I talked about you getting Blackrock maybe an episode or two ago. I think I mentioned it, maybe the Black Panther or the episode after. But um, <laughs> but her album cover is like a black ninja, you could say, or a black samurai. And, like, I want that on my thigh. Like, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Like. I love it so much, and I need it. <laughs> so, I'm going to recommend a few stuff, because obviously. Um, one book I'm recommending is Black London. And these are, some of them are academic books, some of them are not. Black London, The Imperial Metropolis and Decolonization of the 20th Century by Mark Matera. It was a good book I read for my exams, talking about like black people in London. Mm-hmm. The second one is London is the Place for Me by my former advisor, for the Murab Center program, Kaneda Hammond Perry. And it talks about like how black people were trying to claim citizenship in London and have to adapt to it. 
Um, and then, like, if you want other books, like, message me because I want to, like, give you all my full reading list. <laughs> um, but I will also say, and Talika, I made Talika say some stuff in the interview about, like, recommendations that mm-hmm. are really great. Uh, if you're going, like, and you're a black person, talk to the black people there. Like, they recognize, like, and see and talk to you. I went to, like, a few meetups. I went to, like, the speed dating thing. And it was, like, this, it was weird being, like, the exotic black person, if that makes sense. Because, like. Yeah. Like. Because, like, like. You're not well, it was talking, also, but you're different. So, like, even with other black people, they would say, like, oh, you're from America. They were, like, oh, but where are you from? And I'm, like, you know where I'm from. You can't hear about how I sound. So they're like, you're from America. But then it gets, in this nuance, I think, London has it. Mm -hmm. I would say I was born in Jamaica. And then people would get it, like, why I was saying that. Like, Mm -hmm. why I identify with, like, being born in Jamaica more so. They're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. There wasn't this, like, but you're American. Like, you were raised in America. And for some of them, they were born in, like, other countries and raised in London. But Mm -hmm. they still feel a certain kinship to their countries. Um. So yeah, London was a nice experience. There were some interesting uh, times. A lot of stories that I'll tell my grandkids. <laughs> that I, I, want, I want grandkids. I really want kids. This is the thing. Like mm-hmm. if I if I could have a child, I just want a baby. <laughs> like literally, that's like me. I just like give him a baby. Just be the sperm donor. <laughs> I just don't want to have to. Like it's not that I don't want to deal with people. Like, how don't, like, can people deal with me is the problem, is the question. <laughs> exactly. Like, do you want to, like, I'm kind of, like, like, a mess. I'm, I'm everything that <laughs> you don't need in your life. <laughs> like, I will be, like, and don't let me get in my head. If I get in my head, it's, like, pee. you gotta go. But anyways, <laughs> yes, this episode, we're, it's, like, we're starting to have an hour episodes now. Yeah, because we just be talking, like. <laughs> well, this is what the alcohol does. And we know what we're doing now. Uh-huh. Um, and it feels a little bit better. Right. Mm-hmm. But thank you all for listening so much. Um, I wanted to have a recommendation, but I didn't. Anyways. Wait, what? You had a recommendation? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Because... The thing is, I, I don't know where I put my um, organizer, my um, planner. And like usually I'll write down like recommendations uh-huh. throughout the week. And now, oh. I don't know. I don't know where to go. I got to look for it. <sighs> I definitely got to find it before next episode. So okay. I'll be more organized. I'll have more, you know, <laughs> shit to say. Recommendations. I'll be good. You can follow us on Facebook at Drinking With Blurred. On, on, not on Instagram. We don't got Instagram page. We don't. We have a Twitter. Twitter, Drinking W Blurreds, And our blog, DrinkingWithBlurreds.com. Thank you all again for listening. I gotta like Jersey update the next blog week. because like we we gotta update. We gotta do we have to do like another like marketing not marketing but um another meeting just to like. You know. <laughs> we need like a wine Wednesday. I was this thinking we do like professional photos. Okay, we could like hire. Some, got, we, yeah, we know somebody. I know somebody. Okay. Uh, man, I'll tell you off the. And, like we just like you know do like a drinking like. Like I had a whole vision in my mind, guys. We could just do it with Henny or like rum or something. Since that's a, 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 a thing, mm-hmm. just be like authentic. Well, I want to like redo the logo and things like that. So it's just like okay, like things that just go through my mind. But um, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and be on the lookout for later this week, or if it doesn't make it this week, just. 
<laughs> next week we'll put we out get lazy <laughs> like they'll put out the episode the interview with my friend Talika Kirkland it was a really good episode yeah so or the interview so yeah thank you all again see you all or have you all back next week